listening to The Dark Weeb with uh, Cody Ziegler and Pretty Reed. Ooh, beep, 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 a new intro for that ad. <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't expect you to add that little ad lib in, baby, but we're here. Yeah, I'm trying to get to a place where I can get gender neutral with it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we got to work better on that. We, we can't, as we said the first episode, we are not trash ass niggas. So we have to be open to everybody. <laughs> no, we're not. And um, geeks and dweebs, as long as we're insulting everyone equally mm-hmm. and for the stuff that they're in, they choose to be into. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're all family here. Yeah. <laughs> we're all families under the geek and nerd and dweeb umbrella. Yeah, did you ever get called? What, what did you get called in high school or or like elementary school? You know, I don't think anyone actually. I've never heard anyone use the word dork or nerd uh-huh. as an insult. I heard I had a friend in high school that would use the word dweeb sometimes, mm-hmm. but it was one of those things where it, it was so out of like the circulation of like the vernacular. Like no one, I don't know anyone that was like, Hey, look at this fucking geek over here. Yeah. What about you? For some reason in eighth grade, um, some of the more bully or kids decided to start calling everyone geek geek and it's just like i'm not a fucking geek i'm a fucking nerd yeah i remember there was a debate for a little while like the difference between geek and nerd like yeah. which one was the better of the two yeah i mean as long as you're not a spaz or, <laughs> yeah. or i don't know what else uh, uh i feel like spaz was one uh dropout or slacker I feel like slacker? slacker was more like early 90s i totally would be a slacker yeah i I'd think be, I, yeah. I think we both have big slacker energy yeah i think at this point i've realized that I am the geeks freak, and um, <laughs> that's my audience on the chart. Of the like in the chart on the, audience, on the chart of freaks and, and geeks. Yeah. yeah, I'm the geeks freak and the freaks geek. Yeah, I think I'm definitely. Oh man, oh boy, I think I'm a geeks freak. I think I'm more geek than freak, uh-huh. depending on what part of my life you find me in college. Definitely freak than geek. Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely more of a freak than a geek. How so? Uh, oh man, I was in these streets. Uh, I I was thinking about this the other day, like how. Just weird I was. Like, I sometimes would, like, just wouldn't wear shoes. Like, I would go to class, walk to class with no shoes. Uh I would buy groceries with no shoes. Like, I just would not wear shoes for, like, days on end. Nice. And, no, like, no one ever called me out or anything. But I just remember realizing, like, just picturing this giant (laughs) six-foot-four-five black guy with an afro. No one Uh, would say shit. No one would say shit. Like, probably, like, a really loose MC Chris T-shirt on and, like, some shorts and like no shoes, just walking around campus. You could probably pull that off and be like, you know what? My ancestors didn't wear half shoes. Oh, to yeah. wear. See, brothers, I'm trying to connect my feet to the earth if I can be with my ancestors. They let you get away with it, too. Yeah. I could do that. Well, I don't know. I mean, we're in LA. I feel like nah. freak, the freak definition is so much broader than it would be anywhere else. True. And if you don't wear shoes, you're, you just look homeless. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it. You get them dirty red Flintstone feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fred Vinson has some very powerful calloused feet. Yeah, very powerful. He got a lot of lower left, like lower leg, like calf strength is on point. Yeah, I would like to see more modern Flintstones episodes where Fred just like goes to the doctor and is just like, first of all, your feet are in terrible shape. Your heart is in terrible shape because <laughs> yeah. all you've been doing is eating meat. <laughs> do, do you think that if there was like a rebranded, a rebooted version of Flintstones, they would be branded with those like toe shoes <laughs> like that, you know there'd be like some type of like digital campaign um the, yeah that show would get canceled within like six episodes <laughs> like before the series order even goes through yeah I guess you guys you can't notice we have no guests today it's just me and Brody kicking back who needs a guest yeah. we're already getting to such hot content <laughs> yeah well we were t- we were talking about it a lot lately is that like I don't know about you but I feel like there's always 
pressure when there's a guest, even if we're mm-hmm. friends, like there's pressure to be like, I got to be on. I have to make sure all the questions are good. I got to make the flow go. Uh-huh. Well, whereas what's just us, like, oh, we're just catching up. Yeah, there is definitely, I feel like that kind of pressure, but at the same time, I've never done anything about that pressure. I've never <laughs> actually prepared more than looking at, um, you know, Wikipedia a little bit more. And I would, and just, we're extremely busy folks. Yeah, I, most of my preparation is like, I'm already watching this series. I might as well watch two more episodes before yeah. Saturday when we record. When people bring up an anime, I'm like, fuck, I have to watch like six episodes of this anime. So mm-hmm. I know what I'm talking about. And then read. Like, I'm the kind of nerd who, um, if I get into something, one of the very first things I do is I find the TV Tropes page about it. Oh, wow. Have you been on TV Tropes? Have I told you about TV Tropes? Yeah, I've been there. I, I, I sort of do... Um, I used to do that, but what I do now is I just go to whatever the wiki page is, like the fan uh-huh. wiki page. Like the Wikia fandom or something? Yeah, because like every every show has like a fan-made wiki page now. I do that too. Um, my, th- my favorite thing about TV tropes is that you really never know what you're going to get. Like mm-hmm. there's you have some people who are just like baseline covering what like a series is about and like yeah. a plot and stuff and like maybe a character page. And then sometimes they'll like have these other pages that are like, this is some fridge knowledge that I didn't think about. And then like a bunch of people just like citing weird things. It's so weird. Cause I've been on TV trips for probably 15 years. I've always been that kind of mm-hmm. like analytical person. I don't think I've ever posted on it one time. Uh, what I like is it, it does the same thing on IMDb too. And like people start getting in arguments with their facts. Like someone mm-hmm. says something and then someone's like, actually there they're actually doing this and then like someone comes back and corrects them and like so you watch them play out their passive aggressive comments back and forth for a couple i've learned um from gaming for so long that all internet forums are just inherently evil they're all chaotic (laughs) evil were were you on uh, did i don't know if you ever go on imdb but i think they got rid of them but back in the day mm -hmm. they used to have forms for literally every single thing that was on there so like Hmm. Whatever TV show had a form, whatever movie had a form, and like you go wow. to those forms and just see people arguing about dangerous. Yeah, it was just masterful trolling. Just people arguing about the dumbest shit. Like, say if you're a really big stand of Independence Day for some reason, uh-huh. you could go to that form and argue with people about other people that watch uh, Independence Day. That's actually pretty tight. I never got in a form about movies, um, but I was on Game Facts a lot. And oh yeah. Let me tell you about toxic shit. <laughs> like enter any game that comes out, any like for example, like RPG that comes out, there's like three things that you'll always see in a GameFAX forum. You'll have the ones that are like, um, okay, this is my best girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me your best girl. <laughs> She's this one's the cutest. And yeah. it's just like, no, you guys are talking about um characters. Uh there's always like um people who will like bash how the game sucks. I remember when Red Dead came out, oh, yeah, people yeah. were like hating on the controls because they couldn't get used to the fact that you had to holster your gun and shoot and that'd mm. be like two different things. People were like, this is the worst garbage fucking shit I've ever, like get good. It's been out for <laughs> one, one day, yeah. one day. Um, and then there will always be, um, let's see, there's always like people in there just like, I, I don't know, like anytime anyone has like, anything actually constructive to say. Yeah. Like the very first comments in there would just be like, fucking killers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whenever it's like, hey, I figured out how to do this one specific thing. Fuck you, you dork nerd. <laughs> yeah. There is truly just like, I mean, like a lot of forums do checks and balance as well, but mm. GameFAQs is not one of those. And it's yeah, I feel just, like Something Awful was the only forum that actually had good moderation. It really? Like, yeah. To the house out. 
Well, I feel like they would always be very vocal about like, shutting down mm. dumb, racist, sexist, homophobic stuff. That's cool. Which is still very, which was even rarer back in those days. Uh-huh. But like being like, no, you're an idiot. Don't do this. You're banned. And just getting, pe- getting people kicked out. Yeah. I mean, I've just learned don't, if you're a person who has your, your main form of socialization is internet forums, you need truly need to make some friends in the real life. <laughs> I and I don't mean that as a dig. I just yeah. think that it, they're always constantly toxic. I found, I was on Kotaku one day and they posted this article about the angry video game nerd. Do you remember that guy? I, it's funny YouTube enough. Guy. Um, so we recorded, we recorded Earwolf and one of the producers here is a buddy, Matt Padaka. He produces a show called how did this kid played, which is like, mm-hmm. you know, they play bad video games. Like, and Heather and Campbell was a guest on the show a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago talking about Ava. But uh, a lot sometimes they get crossovers because I guess there's not a lot of like good video game podcasts. So like people are like, <laughs> "Wow, that surprises me actually." Yeah, well, I think there's a lot good, of video game. Podcasts I think good I think being like good. not toxic, male focus driven totally. shows. So there are a lot of like the angry video game nerd does this, and I was like, I'll check this guy out, and I watched it, and I was like, uh, I don't know, it's not for me. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I don't know, just joke wise, it's, it's you see the jokes coming a mile away, but also mm-hmm. production value is bad. But the comment sections are always just toxic. Yeah, that's the kind of thing of it. It's like Angry Video Game Nerd was um, one of the very first people on YouTube to like regularly be posting stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, if you look back on it now, his stuff seems kind of generic of just like. I'm going to talk about old video games and like be angry and stuff. But mm-hmm. like that was like the prototype yeah, yeah, for yeah. like so much of this stuff. And it wasn't until like the last Ghostbusters movie came out where like he kind of led the charge of just like, I'm not even going to review this movie because well, it's like, women in it. yeah, basically he didn't like one of the things that these people who hate um, the newest Ghostbusters because there's women in it like to do is not talk about that there's women in it at all. And mm-hmm. they just like to talk about how they're just like ruining the childhood and then they just like pretend not to talk about it. But really that's just like a dog whistle to these like uh, white guys who are against SJWs. Yeah. So I looked through this article on Kotaku of just going through the history of Video Game Nerd and like going through even that controversy and something. And then like all the comments were just like, I used to like Angry Video Game Nerd. I think SJWs are blah, 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 blah. Like if you were an alt-right group, all you would have to do is search the internet for Angry Video Game Nerd, find people talking about and it, just, and then recruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like literally that easy. And, and that's something... You know, it, you, when you're 13, you don't think about it at all. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. It is weird that you mentioned that weird. It's interesting that you bring up the um, Ghostbusters example because that's one of the that's one of those series along with, um, <clears throat> excuse me, that's one of those series along with Back to the Future that I mm-hmm. even even to extent the Alien franchise mm-hmm. that I didn't know had a fandom like. Like when I think of like fandoms, I think of like right. Star Wars, Star Trek, uh-huh. st- like even th- even like it's smaller. Kind of series. like a normie kind of fandom. Yeah, but because so when you see things like you know Ghostbusters is like part of my childhood, I'm like I watched that movie and it was like okay, but like, I'm like I never it? latched on to that as a kid. Do you have a Ghostbusters tattoo? Yeah, Do you, uh, meet up with your friends every weekend and RP Ghostbusters. Yeah, like, it's 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 <laughs> it was such a fandom that I'd never thought of it's along the same lines of like. When there's like Back to the Future Day, and there's mm-hmm. like, like Nike has those air, like the special self lacing shoes in honor of, of uh, Back to the Future. I'm like, I didn't even know that people liked this movie enough to 
warrant this type of like fandom, which I guess makes mm-hmm. sense. Everything has a fandom, but like it's one of those things where those original movies are like, you know, they're fine. Yeah. They're okay. But like, it's, it's strange. It, it, it's very strange to me. The notion of like being so uh, enamored mm-hmm. with these movies to be like, I can't, I, I physically like, I get mm-hmm. angry with the idea of like, four ladies now mm-hmm. being in charge of this franchise. I can't imagine it. First of all, it's a franchise, which means that you don't own it. Like things are going to be made by other people in it. Mm-hmm. It's a franchise. I mean, like if McDonald's changes their menu, would, just, would you be like, this isn't the McDonald's that I grew up that belongs to me? Mm-hmm. No, it's like, also I will say it. I mean, I like Ghostbusters, but yeah, they're fine movies. They're, they're not bad. They're not that great. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, 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 the Ghostbusters uh, remake or whatever you want to call it was like, it was okay. It was pretty good. It was fine. Yeah. I liked it. The first Ghostbusters, my only real problem with it is that the second act is too short. It's like they become Ghostbusters and then there's like five minutes montage. Of oh, them, like, yeah. That's very 80s. Chasing like, ghosts. And yeah. then it's just like, you're already in act three. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. just like, come on. Now they're grizzled and they want it like days yeah. off from I Ghostbusters. I wanted to have fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I guess uh, since we're doing like just a chill kickback episode, mm-hmm. uh, what, have, what, have been, what have you been up to lately? Um, lately, I've just been working a lot and trying to... Um, get this crowdfunding thing out. By the time this episode comes out, I think we'll have like only a couple of days left of this crowdfunding thing mm-hmm. that we're doing for this reparation short film. And it's been a pain in the ass because um, <laughs> we got endorsed by the DSA and the DSA. What is the DSA for listeners who don't know? The Democratic Socialists of America. Um, we got endorsed by the the national group. And like it went to them the first time for approval on whether they wanted to endorse it. And they're like, um, we don't know. So then they sent it to the Black Caucus. Yeah. And then the Black Caucus unanimously was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then it went back to the DSA and they were like, okay, we'll endorse it. Um, but like originally they said they were going to like give us like $5,000. Yeah. And then they did it. So <laughs> now we have to... <sighs> Now I'm like really stressed if we're even going to make the number that we need to make, which yeah. is like 80%. Um, but we, there's a good chance we will. If we don't, it'll be super embarrassing and I'll quit comedy. Um, <laughs> no, nah, it'll be fine. I just don't really know what to do, but I'm stressed out and yeah. things are fine. Um, I'm really excited about this Ultraman news. Um, oh yeah. Uh, can you catch up the listeners? Cause I know yes. we texted about it very, very furiously. <laughs> yeah. So I do want to talk about, um, something I am very passionate about, which is tokusatsu, which is uh, one of my recent passions. Um, when I started learning Japanese, I was like looking for things to, you know, watch more of that, like, mm-hmm. especially that haven't been translated. And I started to find out about Kamen Rider and, um, I've always like, when I was a kid, I was a huge Power Rangers fan. Yeah. Um, so I started watching, um, Super Sentai, which is the Japanese Power Rangers basically, but because it's like, they're not cobbling together, uh, a show based on other footage. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's really weird. Oh, so. I mean, like all of every year they do a different series and like some of them are kind of like normal where it's just like, you know, kids getting in giant dinosaurs and saving the world and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then other times it's like one of my favorite seasons is when it's called Power Ranger um, versus um, 
versus Lupin Ranger. Mm-hmm. And they split instead of a team of like six Power Rangers, there's two teams of three Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. And three of them are thieves and three of them are cops. And every episode, the, the cops chase the thieves <laughs> and the thieves uh, try to like steal like a, a token from like the monsters yeah. that they fight every week. And like the, it's every, literally every episode, it's just like, three different people fighting each other oh, like at the so same fun. time and it's like so dope and the lupin rangers have capes <laughs> is it any reference to loop on the third or that- that's exactly what it is oh dope um and that'll probably never come to america to be completely <laughs> honest um and then the, the season that they did after that i think was space themed mm-hmm. and they had like instead of having like five power rangers they had like 12 oh, <laughs> and they were like based off the zodiac and they were extremely oh, wow, weird dope. extremely weird now i since you, you since you watched the show as you were learning japanese is mm-hmm. it one of those things where like the shows are primarily aimed towards like you know, teenagers and kids, does it make mm-hmm. it easier to like understand what's happening? It's definitely, yeah, it does. Um, because, because it's aimed towards kids, like they do speak clearly yeah. and they're not using like super complicated, um, you know, words. And like, you can obviously like tell what's going on. Cause mm-hmm. it's just like bad guys versus good guys and stuff. Um, but like, even though it's made for kids, there's still more, uh, adult themes than you'd see in like Saban's Power Rangers. Like mm. people die. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Like Power Rangers save people who like after they die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like it's crazy. I love it. Um, there's like genuine peril. Um, and from that, I started watching Common Rider. And <laughs> I love. I don't, I've never uh-huh. watched the series, but mm-hmm. I was very logged on to Tumblr when I was in college and in and in, in grad school, and I would follow this guy that would. He would. He was one of those guys that, like, every four or five months, he would get. He would latch on to like a new thing. So, nice. like, it would go between like, all right, this this three months, I'm really into Ava, so I'm just gonna be posting yeah. mad Ava gifts. Yeah. And like, then he got into like uh, Gurren Log, and then for like a, a like for like a long time, he was really into. Uh, was it Common Rider? Uh-huh. And like he particularly got into this guy. I think it's called like Skull Rider or uh-huh. or something like that. He he's one of those dopest designs. But like he would he was one of those guys that would like buy toys and then like like um, and like rearrange them in like very comedic funny ways. Uh-huh. And he would always find a way to work in Skull Rider because he had like a skull thing and like a fedora and like a of scarf. Course. So he's very distinctive looking. But like he would always have him like juxtaposed with like super cute like little uh, super deformed like cowy shit. Like, People who buy toys are truly the truest nerds. Yeah, there's they can make some of the funniest shit out there. Yeah. They really can. Um, Common Rider is so interesting because I mean, a lot of people, even if if you if, if you know a little bit about Common Rider, which is still like not most people, mm-hmm. um, it's it's like one of the first Heisei um, s- superheroes in Japan. You know, it's just this guy who like they made it in the 70s <laughs> oh my god that was showing Brody a picture Skull Skull Rider. <laughs> that fedora really <laughs> really does it for me yeah. we'll tweet out that picture a lot yeah. um but um Kamen Rider was just this kid who rode a motorcycle and he got kidnapped by an evil organization oh yeah and they turned him into a cyborg but before they could finish brainwashing him he broke out and then he dedicated his life to fighting this evil organization and he with, has like a giant grasshopper head he's right? got a giant grasshopper head yeah. um that's kind of the weird motif even though um 
I don't, and it's so it's so weird. It's just like they sort of have wind powers. His signature move is to jump kick people. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and then for a long time, they just kept making shows that were similar to that, of just that, that same kind of motif. Mm-hmm. And then the show went off the air for almost a decade, a little bit more. And then in the... Uh, I, uh, but that was the Showa era. And then in the Heisei era, which was like in the late 90s, they brought it back. Mm-hmm. And then they started doing really weird stuff with Kamen Rider. Yeah. So every, um, like they get weirder and weirder, weirder but um, every year there's a new Kamen Rider and they don't have anything to do with each other. Okay. Yeah. Like there was a one that was really popular from a couple years ago that was like NASA themed Yeah. <laughs> where the comrade was all white and like they were, the kids were in high school and they would like fight monsters or whatever. There was one that was like, um, like video game themed where mm-hmm. there's like this bright green and purple Kamen Rider um, where like he would like transform by like doing this like weird like he would like play a Mario level like <laughs> like when he was like fighting um, people and then like even though this all sounds super weird it's all much darker than uh, Super Sentai at the same mm-hmm. time like it's made for adults for like dark themes are explored yeah um, and I got like I spent probably months just learning about all of them before yeah, yeah. I even started watching them. And those are really hard to watch because they're not really translated, only fan subs. Um, and even rarer than that to watch is Ultraman, which yeah. is my favorite, <clears throat> which is basically like... That's like the OG, like one of the OGs, right? One of the OGs for sure. That's kind of just like if you took all the monsters from Godzilla and they were invading every week and... Um, you needed someone to fight them. And there was this guy named Ultraman who was this alien who would like graft his spirit onto the spirit of, um, um, you know, just like a young kid who would like grow up into this weird, like metallic suited Mm -hmm. um, guy who would fight the monsters every week. And it's dope. And every one of those is a little bit, different as well too but they're a little bit more interconnected and and they're all super weird <laughs> i i feel like when, as a kid i distinctly remember i think they used to air either ultraman movies or mm-hmm. maybe even Cartoon like tv either. shows or something mm-hmm. on like tnt or tbs one of those turner cool. shows very early because i distinctly remember one having like this cool ultraman toy that my dad got me where like you could like put on like different armor and stuff to him sick but also i remember he he did like this weird i remember i was like seven or eight and like they're in like some it was like obviously he shot like the 60s or 70s so it looked not very good but he did some move where like he like clapped his hands together or yeah. clapped his head and like shot out like this like razor thin beam. laser yeah. beam and like it's like peak animation it hits the monster nothing happens and then like a split second later he like cuts into and falls apart <laughs> I remember thinking as a kid like I want that to happen in every Godzilla yeah. movie <laughs> yeah I think it's called like a like a Zenim beam or something <laughs> like that I can't even remember but um, the news about that is that a, a company in America recently bought the rights to every single Ultraman series and every movie I think um, there's a total of 20 movies or 20 or so and like thousands probably a little bit more than a thousand like total episodes of different Ultraman series and I think they're going to be streaming them and then releasing them digitally and part of me is I'm I'm obviously so happy about it <laughs> yeah but like <laughs> are you thinking man how am I going to pay for all this um partly I mean I'm gonna get the streaming service for sure um 
like I'm the the weirdest script that I'm working on right now is basically kind of like an Ultraman parody. Um, I'm writing like a. I saw the last Godzilla movie and I was like, man, the American one. Uh huh. Mm. Um, which I liked action. Have we talked about that on this? I don't know if we have talked about it. I guess we can dive into it after you sure. finish your point. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, that movie is kind of garbage. Um, like it should work. The fights are good. The plot is even pretty good, but mm-hmm. like every character is just like so hard to yeah, give I, a shit about. For me, yeah, I definitely didn't care about any of the mm-hmm. characters. I think also the dialogue's bad. The too. dialogue's bad. Also, I, I don't care about white people problems anymore. Like, I don't. You, it's, you gotta have more than like just two token Asian people. Yeah. Two, like you can't, you gotta have like substantial people of color in these movies for me to care, especially with a movie that's about like, global catastrophe and coming together. The casting was truly bad in this movie. I'm just kind of just like people who are like, you're, I'm not even sure. It was just like very safe casting for it. Yeah. It seemed like the, the, the central like, um, family structure, like that casting in that story felt very like old, like nineties, like, Mm -hmm. like here's the estranged father who like, who's estranged from his divorced wife and like mm-hmm. there's a cute kid in the middle and like they're fighting and like the world is centered around that as opposed to like something a little bit more update. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I, I, I've seen that story so many times that it's hard yeah. for me to like it care. Was t- it was too safe. Um, when the whole time I was watching this movie, I was just like, what would this, this should have been a comedy. This would have been so dope. <laughs> like <laughs> Godzilla comedy. comedy. Yeah. So that's why I started writing this thing. And um, hopefully by the time um, I'm finished writing it. Um, I don't know. People are down to fuck with some Ultraman. I would love to read that. Yeah. I can't wait to work on it. Um, and I'm so fucking busy. I can't. Right. It's so hard to like, I'm so <sighs> behind on things that I'd actually want to write. And yeah. Like fin- getting them finished and stuff. Maybe I'll do a little bit of that today. But um, yeah. When did you see that Godzilla movie? I saw it like the week that came out. I'm a huge Godzilla fan. Like, mm-hmm. like, I, so I guess that John, that's all sort of, they're all sort of like very related, like Kaiju and like, mm-hmm. was it Teku? I can't, I can Tokusatsu. Yeah. I can never pronounce that, but like, yeah. they're all like very like cousin genres yeah. and stuff. And like, I was always way into Kaiju, but I was always, always specifically very into like Godzilla and like mm-hmm. Gamera. So like, I, I, I love that like Godzilla is like making a surgeons, especially back in like the West. Too. I didn't, I thoroughly dislike the first, like, the first gods like what well, the second American Godzilla like the prequel to this Godzilla um okay gotcha um, Gareth, I, think Gareth, I didn't even see it it's I it's one of those things where like he's very good at doing scale like uh-huh. his first feature was a movie called Monsters a very low budget indie film he shot in Mexico I think this director we're talking about is like married to a friend of mine <laughs> oh yeah he may be yeah, I'll talk to him I don't care yeah he uh he did Monsters and he, then he did like Rogue One and like he's really good at, he's really really he, he he can shoot scale in a very interesting way, particularly when it's like big, like monsters or at ats or whatever. Like it's something that I had personally haven't seen shot that way. It makes you feel like, oh, these are like godly creatures that like uh-huh. we can't comprehend. But like what I hated about the first one is that every time Godzilla was about to do something, they'd cut to something else. It'd be like Godzilla's about to have the first monster and monster fight with this really cool, like there's a really cool setup. There's uh-huh. like they're in Hawaii and like there's a thing where like a bunch of people like on the beach like having fun and like cooking out and stuff and like there's a thing where like the water just starts receding into the ocean you're like oh shit something about to happen yeah. huge tidal wave comes in fucks up Hawaii they're at this airport trying to get out this like the evil monster is like blowing things up mm-hmm. and 
you just hear like a you just see like a giant foot slam down this Godzilla like oh shit my boy's about to get busy and they go to fight and then it cuts away to like the dumb boring sort of like white family mm-hmm. with like Godzilla and like the monster fighting like a TV screen like a news screen cat lame and they do that gag like two or three times where like there's another scene like later on where Godzilla's like coming out of the clouds and mm-hmm. about to like attack a thing and then like doors shut and you're like you don't see it or like and you, they just don't show them yeah they don't show it until the very end you're like I don't care about these white people like mm-hmm. I want to see Godzilla like fight monsters like there are certain God, there are certain Godzilla movies where like you do care about the characters like particularly like the first one where it's mm-hmm. all about like nuclear radio, like nuclear like weapons and how it fell out and like how it affects the Japanese mindset and mm-hmm. like how this new sort of thing is like this Godzilla is like this embodiment of like American aggression and all this stuff and even Shin Godzilla where it's mm-hmm. about like bureaucracy and how like you can't get anything done because yeah. there's all this paper this like paper this red tape and stuff yeah. but with this you're like I don't care about the characters I came here for Godzilla I want to see Godzilla do his thing and then I feel like they sort of course corrected in the sequel where it's like you see nothing but monster stuff but you still don't care about for me anyway mm-hmm. I don't care about the families you know yeah for sure I mean um, I was just watching uh, like a mini documentary on YouTube about Shin Godzilla. Like I yeah. forgot was how like dope it was. Yeah. It, like it really swept like the Japanese like movie awards that year oh, and um, was like very commercially successful and like really tapped into like um, the fears of that Japan has as a country right now and mm-hmm. how they relate to like how they did when the first Godzilla came out and like what like nuclear war was like and what like the encroaching like globalization was like and like one interesting thing that i saw in this thing was like you know godzilla is not just japan's problem anymore he's like the world's problem yeah but it happens to exist in japan and like really the climax of shin godzilla i'm not trying to spoil it but if you haven't seen it it's kind of already your fault um (laughs) is like the third act really kicks off and they can't stop godzilla and then the un decides to nuke godzilla and then like you just see all the japanese people who you've seen so far just being like oh we can't fucking do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't fucking think so there's a really funny a really it's also as a very funny movie, but there's a funny shot where like they go to like the US and like the US like they're like there's a lot of like how does this like bombing route affect this, this, and this? Like what is the bombing strategy? And, like there's <laughs> there's a scene where like the US sends back a map and it's like all the like it's like everything is red except for like this one tiny circle that says like US embassy is like hmm. they're gonna bomb everything with the US embassy. It was a very funny joke. That's funny. But yeah, I I actually just saw Shin Godzilla for the first time like maybe a month ago. Sick. Um I've been wanting to see it and like I've of course, I YouTubed all the great scenes because mm-hmm. I couldn't find a version of it. But like, I finally watched it on like Amazon, and like, I loved it. Like, I, I, it's one of those things where, I mean, I think it could have been maybe like ten minutes shorter, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know, whatever. That's a, that's a yeah. very small critique, but like, it's one of those things where it was the first Godzilla movie I've seen in a while that was like truly horrifying, where like mm-hmm. Godzilla felt very scary. Yeah, particularly. Um, the scene where he first uses his fire breath with like that score. It's so crazy. Yeah. It's like fright just lights the whole city on fire. <laughs> yeah. Like all these characters just get killed instantly. Like, yeah. they're, like not graceful deaths. They get burned to death. It's very frightening. It's a, it, I'm, I'm kind of bummed. They're not going to do like a sequel to, to that version. Um, I'm not bummed because I know that, Ano, the guy who directed it, who 
um, as you know, worked on Evangelion, mm-hmm. um, the very famous director. The rumor is that he's going to be doing a Shin Ultraman. Oh, really? And my genitals are so hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, I will be so fucking hyped. Um, oh, I'm very curious to see what he does with that. Me too. I don't even know what that'll look like, but... um. <sighs> I don't know. I'm just freaking out. Like, did you, did you, did you see the, the 10 minutes that are of Ava? Of Ava? Yeah. Did you watch that? I did. I watched it on YouTube, even though I, part of me was just like, I'm not going to watch it until it comes out. But yeah. like, I don't regret watching it. Yeah. It, it was really dope. Yeah. I have no idea what's happening, but it was cool as shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you haven't seen it, us talking about it wouldn't ruin anything because yeah. it's just so <laughs> crazy. It's, it's like they're in Paris. Uh-huh. Everything is like, Red, like they, they give, everything looks like it's covered in blood. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, one of the new Avas, like I think it's like Ava unit, like it's the pink one. It's like, like eight, I think eight or something. Eight, yeah, it's like it's pink. It doesn't have any arms. It has like this weird. It's like, like attached to these like um, alien two kind of construction. Yeah, really, it's it's it's, it's hard bizarre. to explain. Yeah, you just got to go do YouTube. There's like a lot it. of boats in it. Yeah, yeah there are boats that are shields <laughs> <They're> floating <laughs> that are like on marionettes. It's a whole weird thing. And it's so like, weird and cool. Yeah, it's I'm completely bonkers. I I can't wait till like that drops. Yeah, I have been having a real resurgence personally in giant robots. Um, Ooh, what are you doing? I just finished um, Gundam Seed the first season. Mm. I've decided instead of um, watching Seed Destiny after, I was just going to start getting to um, uh, Gundam Double Zero. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever it's called. Um, because this game that I'm very excited about, um, Gundam, uh, what is it called? Gundam. G generation cross race there we go. <laughs> um, is going to come out, I think this fall or maybe this December. And I want to like, no, I want to have seen most of the main entries in it by the mm. time it comes out. So I finished Gundam Wing and I finished um, the first season of Seed and then I have Double Zero and then I'm finally going to get over to or Iron Orphans and then I'll maybe go back to Seed and Zero I've, again. I've been watching Iron Orphans for the past couple of months. I'm only like maybe 12 episodes in, mm-hmm. but... Um, all my, all the shows of my regular shows that I've been watching, like One Punch Man and, um, Attack on Titan are at their season, their the end of their season. So like, they're just done. It's like, I'm sort of, f- um, fulfilling. Are you caught up on Attack? Yeah. I watched everything. Uh, it's one of those things where like, I forget that they only do, they do like, they don't do like American seasons are like 22 episodes mm-hmm. or below. They do like 24 to 26. So I'm like my brain stops thinking that I just think that they're going to keep going until like they're done with the show. So like when it's like episode 24, I'm like, where's the next one at? Where's it at? It's yeah, been yeah. like three weeks. But, um, uh, since those are on hold, I'm diving hard into demon slayer and I've been rewatching clips of, of Hunter X Hunter. Mm-hmm. Cause I just can't invest watching the whole series again, but I love good that. For you. It's such a good series. It's so good. Like I'm very, I'm, part of me is very sad that the show's like that the manga's been on hiatus for so long. Has it? <clears throat> yeah. Um, I just heard. What did I just hear about the Hunter Hunter manga not too long ago? I know that they got into like a very crazy arc where um, Killua, uh, not Killua, a uh, Kurapika, like um, they like go out into the ocean and then they like. Have you heard about any of this? Yeah. So yeah, you haven't finished. Have you finished Hunter Hunter? Um, I have not finished Hunter Hunter, but I kind of. It, it, I'm near the end. Would it be okay if I just spoil this yes. particular thing? All right. So this they they one of the things that they they leave the show ends on a very like great note, like mm-hmm. on the a great balancing note where like 
all the characters kind of sort of get their wishes, like the main characters and like things fulfilled, but they, they leave them this really cool sort of like quasi cliffhanger. We're like, this is just a very small part of the world. You find out that there's a thing called the dark continent. Yeah. And like the main world that we've been watching, it just takes place in like a very small lake within this dark continent. Yeah. So like you realize that like, this is just a tiny part of the world. So like, there is I think the world of Hunter Hunter makes no sense. Yeah, it, it, it's a very bizarre, <laughs> truly world. crazy. But you find out there's this place called the Dark Continent where like the Czech Chimera ants came from, mm-hmm. and like there's this huge full like dangerous monsters like gargantuan monsters and stuff. And I think in the comics or the manga, the same thing. Mm-hmm. The, the comics they've got to the point where they they start doing expeditions, so they send out like all their best like nin users, and like that's where you discover that like um, Naruto. Uh, the same pronounce his name? I can't. Yeah. Uh, he has a son who looks just like him. Hmm. Um, and like you sort of get all these other characters and like all these sort of crazy things pop off and like um, characters get some redevelopment. Like you find out like they have more doper powers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but like that's been going on in the comics. But like comics have had like just wild hiatuses between them, like two, three, four, five, six, seven years sometimes mm. between like arcs and stuff. Mm. So like. You know, this is probably like maybe two arcs after the end of the show. But if the, sh- the comics have been going on, it'd probably be like, you know, 10 arcs or so. Yeah, seriously. Hunter Hunter is truly one of those shows where it's just like, um, you could tell they're just making shit up on the fly. <laughs> but it still works somehow. Yeah, well, they do all the, they their homework and math always checks out because they put so much into like, <laughs> wow, like the different, the six types of nin and yeah. how they work. And like, you can use 60% if you're this adjacent to this, this and this. Man, I... It's it, part of it is like it's one of those things where like when they do give you those info dumps like it's kind of worth it to pay attention but also if you just didn't at all and just be like that's actually probably better yeah there I don't, how far have you gotten into the 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 anime um I think um I'm like right at the beginning of the right after the Chimera Anarch where there's so you met like a Knuckles new, and a new leader of like all these characters got introduced mm-hmm. and I'm just like let me chill before yeah. I watch all this but the, all the designs just get cooler and cooler yeah well there is this what that character Knuckle he was like that yeah um, yeah like his power is still to me does not really make sense it's like the one where he attaches the like, timer to you yeah he like hits you and like he attaches a thing called like IRS that like aggregates like your energy over a certain amount of time it's like it's very complex that I don't get it like I probably need to watch a YouTube video but yeah. like, when I think of like hard line like nonsensical like powers in that series like that always comes to mind or like that whole arc where they're in the video game and they establish all these very dense complex rules like over this course of like three or four episodes you're like these <laughs> narrators to use yeah. like <laughs> this narrator is doing work son yeah a lot of the characters in Hunter Hunter really feel like Poochie the dog from uh, <laughs> yeah, Simpsons. Simpsons yeah 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 there's that one lion who you're just like what's this guy's deal and then it turns out his superpower is surfing or something it's just like <laughs> yes, it, I, excuse me it's funny he, I just watched I watched a YouTube clip of that guy explain his powers he has like an an ipod type thing where he can like borrow people's powers and use them for like an hour or something like that and he prints it's a whole crazy thing it's really stupid it's like yeah it's it's the right amount of serve that i want for like my shonen animes um i so like as i was saying like those shows are sort of done so i'm watching that but also i i watched the new spider-man far from home it slaps oh man i really need to see that very good but they so because that released they added two suits from that movie into mm. the Spider-Man PS4 game and like I have been back on my New York bullshit. That's nice. Yeah. I um I haven't played that game half as much as you have and it's I've so still fun. put in a hundred hours. Dude, it's so fun. Like I've they, platinumed everything in that game. They like I I I bought the DLC when it like 
when it first came out, but mm-hmm. I just got, I think I ended up getting the job at Earwolf and I just did not have free time. So like, mm-hmm. I've been playing through that, but they've added in all these cool suits. Like I just got the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse suit. It's like, I'd just been f- flipping around New York in that. Oh, that's the one where the limbs kind of look weird. <laughs> yeah. Like it has this weird, it, the, the proportions are kind of strange. Yeah. And like, it has this like, uh, it has the same sort of like art style they use in the movie. So yeah. like you have this very realistic world with like this cartoon thing. Yeah, it's so looks, weird to me. It looks very interesting. It's so like I've been doing that and like saving the citizens of you know New York. Mm-hmm. I try to stay you know in Harlem where the brown people are at because you know I gotta <laughs> gotta do what I can do. But like I've been playing a lot of that lately, uh, and I've unfortunately got back into Destiny Two as well. <laughs> every time I see you, I know every it's other a, time I see it's you. like the worst. Like it's the worst time to be any type of agent or manager for me because I'm not doing mm-hmm. any work. I'm just playing video games exclusively. Yeah. I mean, my agent or manager is going to be real pissed when they find, when I finally get one. Um, <laughs> Cause right now I'm not doing, I'm not playing a lot of video games. Um, but because I'm learning Japanese, I'm trying to use video games as just a tool to facilitate that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the one that I was kind of just like playing in the background was um, uh, Kwame 2, which is a Yakuza, big Yakuza fan. Mm-hmm. If you haven't played any of those games, I highly recommend them. They're kind of like the pre- like kind of like inspired by Shenmue. They're made by Sega. Really cool series. But like these days, because um, Judgment just came out in America, mm-hmm. um, uh, that's been getting more press and stuff. And that's all also set in the same. Uh, worlds that Yakuza Kiwami 2 is, which is Kamurocho. Um, so I just just caved and I bought <laughs> that. So whenever that gets shipped to me here in America, um, the Japanese version, which probably next week, I'll start playing that a little bit. Um, but I've heard I've heard good things about it. I was very skeptical for a long time. But I've also been doing these. I don't know how the U- the YouTube algorithms found this out, but one day randomly, like earlier this week. Like a little video popped up. It was like Paulo from Tokyo, and it was like, "What's it like being like the day like an average day in the life of a Japanese salaryman?" So like I watched it. It was uh-huh. like, and it was an okay little video doc or whatever. But then like because I watched that one fucking video, his entire catalog has popped uh, up uh-huh. now. It's like I've been begrudgingly just going through it. Like, what's it like being a mechanic, a, a day in the life of a mechanic in Tokyo? Like a day in the life of like a first person working a job. And so mm-hmm. like I've been tearing through those and like they're fun. Like mm-hmm. he's like a dumb, per- he has like, he actually has like Goku energy, like very personal, mm-hmm. kind of a dumb guy. Mm-hmm. Like he, he always does these things where like, is this different than your country? Make comments, like leave a comment and let me know how different it is. Like just things like that. Yeah, you got to engage. I yeah. haven't watched that guy specifically, but I have watched a lot of like lifestyle in Japan things um, just because that's like my jam. Uh, one of my favorite, I have a couple favorite YouTube videos, but like there's a series called Black in Japan. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. they just interview black people who have lived um, like overseas, mm-hmm. um, not just Japan too, like Korea and China and stuff too. Um, but it's very interesting. And they just like talk in English just like about um, how. Um, their perceptions and their experiences have been like if they run into any like racist situations yeah, or anything. Like there. Um, yeah, they they all have different stories. Um, they all kind of be like, yeah, there's a little racist, but it's not that bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's more like ignorant, like child, childish, like racist, but and it doesn't happen that often. It doesn't seem like. Um, and then there's this other person I watch who is this black woman who has been studying Japanese for like the last ten years and now lives there, and she like. 
um, has videos where she'll like recommend like resources and stuff. And mm-hmm. I definitely um, check that out. And there's all kinds of stuff. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll definitely do some podcasts from Japan. Oh yeah, <laughs> next year that'll be a good goal. Yeah, I've, I, all the ones I've been looking at have been just like more of the travel ones, like like ten things to look mm-hmm. out for, ten things to be very aware of. Um, mm-hmm. Like one of them was like. If a cop stops you, like you guess, I mean, that's not crazy for black people. You're just going like, to listen to cops, but they were like, they, they can like just do stop and frisk over there. Like there's no mm. type of like, um, uh, I can't remember which amendment it is off the top of the dome, but like uh-huh. there's no constitution saying that they can't, like they need reason, reasonable cause. They can just stop whoever they want to and look at your papers and shit. Well, so it's like, well, that's actually very good to know. It's like, cause I'm one, like I would do it anyway. Cause I'm not going, yeah. to, I ain't going to Japanese prison. <laughs> I remember like, I know my rights. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, nah, I can't go out like that. But like things like that have always been super helpful. Um, for me, whenever I watch those type of videos. Yeah, because I will be committing crimes. <laughs> yeah, we will be. That's for sure. Yeah, we'll definitely have our giant I will bag have with contraband. Like, the dollar sign on it as we still gold <laughs> and stuff. That'd be hilarious. Have uh, you seen, uh, we, we were about to have, we have a couple of minutes left, but mm-hmm. before we head out, have you seen the new Lupin the Third trailer? Oh, fuck. Yes. Yes, I have. Oh. Um, Are you a Lupin stan? I am a Lupin stan. All right. Um, that was one of the... I I definitely stand Lupin more than most people, mm-hmm. um, and the it looks so sick. It really truly looks dope. I'm not against like 3D um, animation at all. There's mm-hmm. a a 3D um, Dragon Quest movie that's coming out. Oh yeah, yeah. And Did that come it, out in the U.S. too. It is going to come out in the U.S. I believe. Um, but like people have gotten a little bit upset about it because it's in the CG art style. It's no longer like super Toriyama ish. Mm -hmm. And then you have people complaining like, that's not what dragon quest is. But like, I would argue that like, especially some of the 3d ones have been kind of getting away from his style Mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, but it does look very like dreamworky, like frozen and stuff. But this new Lupin like takes that and like takes it stylized, but also makes it like adult and like, dark and like it yeah. looks just fucking very cool very very cool yeah i'm excited i i want to say maybe when i was in film school i would definitely spend i definitely spent a summer i would be like all right i'm gonna watch two episodes like i would go to the site where you could watch just they just had all the lupons on there and like i'd watch oh, two to three a day nice and then like of course sort of like Yu yuhaka show mm-hmm. i would get the theme song stuck in my head so like i would be singing the like all day walking around but i'm super stoked for that um i'm also very i think we talked about it on the last episode um the akira stuff but i'm very i'm very excited for like when those things start drinking yeah those i'm i'm skeptically curious because it's like Akira has such a high watermark of like in the anime, you know, mm-hmm. pentaton. I don't know what I'm yeah. trying to say. Um, but like whatever comes out is just going to like, I don't want to say dilute, but like <laughs> it might, it probably will. I mean, like, unless it looks amazing. I mean, like there, we're going to have probably like, you know, CG Akira stuff. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's not going to be exactly like hand-drawn. Neo Tokyo VR games? Yeah, like golden era anime stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'm fine with that. I'm okay with it. I just really want to see the full uh, Akira story realized. That was mm-hmm. from the manga. Um, and I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anime is popular now. We got to get over it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, as, yeah. I mean, I'm not a gatekeeper in uh-huh. that sense. I'm excited for anything good that comes out. I'm always excited yeah. for, especially if it's like, if it gives people of color representation, mm-hmm. particularly like um, 
uh, Western people of color. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always down for that just because mm-hmm. we've had so few opportunities. Yeah. Agree. Years. Um, um, if you do want to know what Lupin is, um, you don't have to like go back and see, um, the old shows. I mean, you can, they are they're great. great. Yeah. Um, one of the best, uh, anime movies of all time, Castle of Cagliostro, if I'm saying that right, Miyazaki, is on Netflix. Right? It's, a, it's a Miyazaki movie. Yeah. It's the only one he did that was like, not like an original or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a current running series, uh, a Lupin that is actually really good. I'm like two seasons behind that. I think there are like five seasons of that. Um, that's on Crunchyroll. Uh, you can enjoy that. Um, yeah, before we go, I guess um, if you guys, what's our email again? It's darkweave at gmail.com. Yes. Darkweepod. Darkweepod at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, we really want to get more into like answering um like questions and stuff mm-hmm. on here. Yeah. Uh, we're definitely going to have like a question episode. Um, email us literally anything. Uh, and we will probably talk about it. Um, yeah. What else tweet you- us too. We've had some tweets that mm-hmm. have had questions, particularly about your regimen for studying, <laughs> which yeah. I think requires more than 240 characters to answer. <laughs> so we'll get that in episode two. It does. If you guys are curious, I'll do a deep dive on that. Um, but seriously, send us anything. We like to interact with everyone. And um, if there's anything you want us to talk about in the future, we are going to get to Zoids. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely going to get to Zoids. Don't worry. We're, we promise. It's we the docket. Have- I'm actually, I just added, um, I or not added, I've, I've been searching where I can watch Zoids legally, <laughs> aka also. There's on, a couple like, Zoids series, right? Yeah, I remember, I just remember it from Toonami, so yeah. like. That's probably the one that I'll do the deepest dive on, mm-hmm. meaning like I'll probably watch like half a season since that's what I'm most familiar with. But yeah, we we we're like looking at the list of like things that we want to cover, and there truly is so much. We're not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. Um, so be patient. With us. Yeah. So before we head, out, oh, before we head out, uh, I've actually just read this. I've been reading the new uh, Immortal Hulk series uh, oh, by Marvel. Great, check it out. It's cool. fun. It's like body horror, which is interesting. Ooh. Like the premise is that like. Uh, Bruce Banner can die, but at night he comes back as the Hulk with all of his things. It's very cool. Very, it's very silly, but very cool. And it's like the artwork is like very frightening. And it's almost like the, the artist was inspired by like the thing. And as far as like, Oh shit. Yeah. It's very cool. Uh, I got to rewatch the thing again. Yeah. Oh, we, we could do it's hard. We could do horror movies. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. We should do like a thing breakdown. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Brody, what do you got going on? Where can people check you out? Um, you can find me at AO Brobro on all the socials, mostly Twitter, because that's where I like to talk shit. Um, <laughs> and I guess that's mainly it. All right. Me, I'm at Yay for Zig across all the social media platforms. Follow us on all the social media platforms at Dark Wheat Pod. Uh, uh, check out my website, thatdudezig.com. Uh, if you want to see videos we have a short film that's going to be dropping at some mm-hmm. point whenever mm-hmm. uh i talk to the dp and get the coloring done so we'll let you know other than that uh thanks for listening and uh enjoy the rest of your week <laughs>